to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. Hi, I'm Shah. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 31. Yeah, you've done it now. You're on track. On track. I'm going to have to end up hijacking your book. No. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll know, I was thinking about this a minute ago. I'll definitely mess it up again soon. But I've only got it right, like, since we've had the last midweek episode. It's the midweeks that throw me off. So I've got yeah, one of them right. Difficult. I've got one of them right, which has kept me on track for two episodes, but then I'll, I'm it's sure I'll mess it up shit, in the future. Really. Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. Now, you've seen the second one, but you hadn't seen the first one. So I just want a little quick opening question. Do you think it would have changed your opinion on the film if you'd have seen the first one rather than the second one first? Uh, it's very odd that you saw the second one and not the first one. It's only one. because we just watched it at Dad's one night, like, spontaneously. It wasn't... I remember him just chucking it on. I think he recommended it to us, saying it's a good horror film. But yeah, to answer your question, I don't I don't think it would have changed my opinion on the film. I still think this film was a good one. But I think the second one is kind of based off nostalgia. Not not based off it, but... So, for example, the window where he get, that he gets thrown out of in the second one. Yeah. Because I hadn't watched the first one, I wasn't aware that that was a thing. Whereas someone who's watched the first one first would have been, oh, he's near the window, like yeah. the window. So I don't think it, they're still both good films in their own right, but I I wish I'd have watched the first one first because then when I was watching the second one, I'd know, I'd know what room there was going in, etc. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, I, I was very surprised when you said, oh, I've seen the second, but I've not seen the first. Because normally you have to have some, you, you're right, it's the idea of some sort of knowledge that, all right, that's the window. Oh, we're back in the doctors. Because you, you learn about all of it before. You learn about all the history of the place, which you didn't learn in the second one. And you sort of just had to hit the ground running with it. Like, who the fuck did you think Lance Preston was? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I, I haven't watched the second one in a while, so I don't know who they're referring to. The insane. You know the insane I, I know, guy? I know, I know now I watched yeah. the first one, but in the second one. Yeah, you just, you wouldn't have known. But I, this is what I mean by I think it's scary in its own right. I, I don't think the story is too important because essentially the first... It's just a repeat of the second. In, in, is, in a yeah. way, it's still different, but it's still the same. This is what I mean. It's You can watch the second one without watching the first, I think. But yeah, it's just, you can. There's a bit more backstory to it if you watch the first. But also, it was like, the. I think this was intentional as well. The two, the two films are so very similar to each other in terms of they're in the same place. There's the same character in it. It's all very similar so that I thought, so for instance, an example being, I thought, the guy being flung out the window was from the first one. Right. But then I was like, well, where's this guy getting flung out the window? Because yeah. it never happened because it happened in the second one. And I do, I think it's it's very repetitive, but there's a reason it's repetitive. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think it is an overall good film. I, the thing is, you can excuse the bad acting because it's... It's meant to be. It's meant to be when they're shooting the documentary. And I think it's, it's decent when they're not doing the documentary. I think Lance is a... Is a good character. I, I like him. Yeah. I mean, it opens documentary style in itself, so it's sort of like a found footage. Yeah. It's found footage within found footage. Essentially, just in case you haven't seen it, that it's a group of people who are, if you've seen Most Haunted or Ghost Hunters or anything like that, basically one of them and it's the filming in this mental asylum. Yeah. Or that was what it was, yeah, wasn't it? Was it? Mental institute. it was, yeah, a mental institute. And they go there, sort of, I think this is a sixth or seventh. Sixth episode. Six, yeah, so it's a sixth. Six, 
episode. Yeah. And they are shooting at it. What's what's the name of the Collinswood. place? Collinswood. And you can tell that they don't really believe in it. It's all a money grab, which is, I'd imagine is what most hunt ghost hunting shows are. Yeah. There's going, there has to be some sort of fabrication somewhere to make it worth watching. Otherwise, yeah. if, you, if one of the episodes, nothing happens, they're going to not watch it again after. See, I, I'm quite the expert in the paranormal TV shows. I watch Ghost Adventures, which is what this, what Lance Preston was based off. So Lance yeah. Preston is a dram, dramatisation of Zach Bagans, who is the Ghost Adventures thing. So as soon as this turned on, and I told Oliver I was going to do this, I was like, there are things in this world yeah. that we will never truly understand. Understand. We want answers. And it was exactly the same. And I was just pissing myself all the way through it. And he is, he is Zach Bagans to a T, to the point where... He wears the same shirt as Zach Bagans, the same kind of clothing. He acts the same. And it was. It was sort of like a piss take to start with, but then it became a shit, what if actually that, something I, is haunted? I think that's what gives it the believable feel to it, the fact that it's almost self-aware that they're trying to film a TV show, like when they pay the gardener off to say that it's in a ghost. Yeah. So it that helped in its case. I, I like the fact it wasn't just purely found footage. It showed them before. Basically being completely ignorant to the fact that mm. this place could be paranormal, this place yeah. could genuinely be dangerous. Yeah. So it does, it is, it's the idea of we sit down as if we are watching a documentary about a ghost adventure show. Yeah. Okay, like show. And so he interviews a historian to start with and it's called Collingwood Psychiatric Hospital and he explains that mental illness wasn't understood and the people were mistreated. He also goes on to talk about Arthur Freakin, who was a neurologist and a head physician at the Mental Institute, and he did experimental brain surgery. He was a big fan of lobotomy, and so a lot of these patients, they had surgery put on them. Yeah. And uh, it, one night, there were six patients that broke out of their room and stabbed him to death, and that that was sort of the history of the place. Now, there's a lot of relevancy with six here at the beginning, episode six, six people, Demonic number six six six. Possibly, sort of yeah. Maybe, maybe just a coincidence, quite... but yeah, definitely. Yeah, I quite like that. So they go to the front door, and at the front door there is Death Awaits. Now that plays more of a part in the second one because that's the name of the YouTube account that the guy. Is it? I can't remember his name. I, I haven't watched it in a while. He's it just such a weed. I remember that. But he, uh, yeah, he's the. It's the YouTube account, but it doesn't play a massive part in the first film. The caretaker takes them round, I think the caretaker's called Kenny, I believe, and when interviewed, he says that he gets a sense that he's not alone when he's in the building, and he shows <clears throat> a window on the higher floor that is sometimes wide open in the morning, but he also makes sure it's locked, and he goes through these little accounts. Now, here's a question I have. I wonder how many people have gone missing in there, and why? Like, I'd Ken imagine quite a lot. Like, surely Kenny should have, who was the caretaker, should have realised, oh shit, something's happening, because he was supposed to go get them. See, this is a point that I wrote further down in my notes. Obviously, the caretaker's in that building a lot, so why is he left untouched? Is there some sort of mutual... Understanding. Yeah, between him and the spirits, or the demons, or whatever. Now, we don't, we don't know this when we're watching the first film, but in the second film, the point is to finish the film and get it out there, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe it was looking for publicity. Possibly. And so that's why. But I don't know. It's an odd one why the caretaker's not sort of like touched at all. Yeah. 
he takes him to a room with writing all around it and it's like demons in the walls demons in the halls and i that was quite i wish they'd have delved into that a bit more because it was quite it was a point that was made but then it wasn't yeah pushed forward and then when he, he also says that there's a bathroom that a girl was killed well she killed herself and she slit yeah. her wrists didn't she and there's a quick shadow jump scare, which I actually quite liked. It was quite dark. Yeah. It was quite dark in the hall, wasn't it? And then she flashed the light on, and it was her yeah. shadow in front. That made me jump. That was the first time I'd ever actually seen that. And then he interviews a renovator who came in 1993. This renovator, if, I don't know if you noticed, I've seen this more than once, so I pick up on things like rather than just watching the film. But he cannot meet. Lance Preston's eyes like he's clearly uncomfortable to be in the place he's sort of looking down he's looking around him anywhere but sort of at Lance and it does show that he's genuinely uncomfortable then he interviews the gardener and says that he hasn't seen anything but then he's bribed to say that he's seen a ghost outside on the exterior of the building and then we meet my favourite character of all time who just makes me piss myself Houston what did I just need your opinion like the psychic what did you think of him so good the thing is, this film portrays people as how you'd expect these ghost hunter shows to be like. There's a scene coming up soon, I think, to do with ectoplasm or something. Yeah. <laughs> and they blatantly admit to fabricating stuff in previous shows. And it's almost like a behind the scenes until shit starts going west. Like, But it is, it's actually like, oh, we're filming this documentary. Oh, here's some money. Say yourself on it. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll throw something. We'll, we'll do something that makes it look good for the camera. Yeah. But yeah, Houston. Houston was funny and he was... He's he, so good. I, I felt bad for him when he got... Eventually, he reminds me of Derek O'Hara. I think I think I said that name right. He died a few years ago, but he was the psychic in Most Haunted. Have you ever seen that outtake where I don't know where they are, but he's standing there and he's like, "I've got, I've got Mary, Mary, Dick, Mary loves Dick," and you can see Yvette Fielding trying not to piss herself, and they don't realise they've gone off air. Sorry, they've not realised. They thought they'd gone off air, but they hadn't, and they thought they'd cut the cameras. And what was it? One of the live ones. Yeah, and Yvette just started pissing herself. Like Mary loves Dick. Where did you come up with that one? No, it's in it. It was the idea that you know it was the first time that most haunted had genuinely been seen as fake. Yeah, but it was hilarious. But he's just like Derek O'Hara, which made me laugh. He drops the D word, demon, not Dick. For those that watch Ghost Adventures repeatedly, every episode Zach's like. I think I think we're facing a demon here. No matter where they are, no matter what they've done, you need to watch a few Ghost Adventures episodes. It is hilarious. And we also get a pre-interview with Lance who hopes to see ghosts but isn't bothered. This is what I quite liked about the cast. Like they, they were ignorant towards it, but they set out to catch something. It's not like they set out to fake it all the time. Yeah, they it had, was just they had to. They was ready to fake it, but ideally they, they did want footage of anything paranormal. But I don't know whether they genuinely believe that that existed. Well, which was ironic as well, because as soon as paranormal stuff started happening, they all shat themselves and wanted yeah, to leave. but I, th- I think he, well, with the exception of, is it Shane off, um, what's it called? Hey demons, it's yeah, your boys. Yeah, what's the show called? Buzzfeed Network, Buzzfeed, Buzzfeed Unsolved. Unsolved, yeah, paranormal. I love them. He's the only one I think I know who could go into a, even if you fully don't believe in ghosts, being chucked into an asylum in the middle of the night pitch black I think most people will get scared anyway and there's no reason to be scared if you don't believe in spirits or Hmm. demons but yeah I think any person I I look at myself as the same as what they would be like I don't believe in it but I'm also open to the idea that it could be real 
So if I was in a place like that, even though I don't in my head, I think so far it's not real because I've never seen anything. Yeah. If something was to happen. My first instinct will be, oh, it's, it's a ghost. It's, it's whatever. We're out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Might drop and run. So we go into lockdown then. So lockdown, for those that haven't watched the film, is where they lock themselves in the building at the night time. They do their investigation and then they leave when day breaks. I believe which it's which I'm surprised that they didn't fabricate that. You'd, you'd think they wouldn't lock themselves inside the building. You'd think they'd, they'd take shots of them locking the doors, but they'd never actually lock them. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. a safety well, risk. Well, no, to be fair, I mean, because um, it's so heavily based off ghost adventures, ghost adventures do that. They lock themselves in overnight. It's a it's a genuine thing that's done. It's crazy. It's, it's proper good. So they're setting up the cameras, and I remember the in the second film... Like the action almost happens like that. Like they get yeah, in and straight shit starts away. It happening. took ages in this one. It was a yeah, it's a real slow burner. And you know, you it it takes the format of, well, not sometimes not anything anything happens. So yeah. it's you are sort of always on edge waiting for something to happen. They're patrolling the place and then they're down in the pipes and they hear something, but it's rats. And so they're all freaking out and you know, there's there's seen nothing yet. They're all down at I'm going to call it Nerve Centre because that's what they call it on Ghost Adventures. But it's the big hall where all the cameras are and they're all monitoring everything. And so the window camera glitches and the window opens, which was our first sort of inclination to be scared. The wheelchair starts moving as well as TC is talking to his daughter on the phone. And he also calls, he says there's a cold spot as well, which they all seem to ignore. Yeah. And it's like, these are important I things. I like TC. I felt sorry yeah, for him. He was a really good character. TC knew what it was about. And yeah. he was, unfortunately, yanked into a bathload of blood. But, yeah. you know, he he was the character that knew what to do. He was like, no, we're getting out. This yeah. is this is sort of where we're going with it. And the he, he's talking and then the door shuts in front of him. And I was just sitting there at this point like, where are they? Where's their equipment? Because... Ghost, and I know I'm picking on picking at straws, but they're a professional ghost hunting program. They've they've got all these expensive cameras, these expensive gadgets. There's no EMF reader. There's no. There is. They have an EMF reader. They don't have an EMF reader. They don't carry it on them, but they have got one on them. The the guy is it Max who's a tech guy. He explains it all. The the film. What does it? Because he never uses it. No, they never they never use it. But there's no temperature checker. There's no. They have an infrared camera. But then you don't see it being used, yeah. but they do have it. I just thought technology. I just thought if they were going to do that, they were gonna I, I, I obviously I I'm not a producer or a director of these shows, but I don't know, mate, I'd imagine it wouldn't all be done in one one run. So they'd do a walkthrough with all the cameras and stuff. Then they'd maybe come back and get EMF and do EMF around the whole building and get footage of it. Yeah, maybe. It, it, yeah I, I know what you're saying, you'd It did lack a, be- a bit of believability but, there. But then for me I'd I'd maybe if if it was like a minute shot of someone looking for an infrared camera, then I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, they, they could have used it, but because they used it in the second one, maybe they had a bigger budget. They did. Well, there you go then. They did. They they almost doubled the budget. Near enough to be fair, more than doubled the budget. But yeah, it, I just I would I would have liked to see something like if if they were modelling it so much after Ghost Adventures. As they do I think you're, the you're, you're in a very niche market of people who are actually bothered about how, how well it's representing ghost adventures because most people, well, I didn't even know it was based off of it. I knew it was obviously based around the idea of a ghost hunting show, but I didn't know it was that one specifically. Well, they, yeah, to a certain extent. I'm not really bothered how it was portrayed. What does bother me is 
it would have been like as I say I'm not a director or a producer either but it'd been a good place to try and get some scares not jump scares but things it like would, things yeah, appearing and, and all in all I think I think there is a lack of creepiness in this film considering mm. because it's got the perfect setting like this, this asylum yeah was do you know if it was filmed like in an actual yes, asylum it, it was. was I was going to say because it's it looks so genuine like it doesn't look like a, a set's made it yeah no it was a genuine thing yeah, I just feel like... I feel like the second one is... Then again, I've got to remember there is a second one, and the second one lives up and outdoes the first one, I think, in terms of scariness and... Uh, I think it's definitely scarier. I think it drags on longer. It probably does, but I do think it's scarier. I think the, the jump scares in it is... Yeah, I would The jump agree. scares the creatures. Yeah, I would like, agree. All you, all you really see in this film is... The, you see the girl stood in the corner yeah. and then you see the doctor and the nurses right at the very end mm. but other than that what do you actually see that's about it really. that is it There's the girl coming out of the bathtub yeah well, but yeah, but he, yeah out I see bathtub. when she grabs TC but even yeah. then I don't I don't know I just feel like this pro- that they're probably the three biggest scares in the film where you physically see something and I just I don't think you're more of an action sort of person though whereas I quite like a build up I like I like a build up but I don't know. I just, I just feel like there was too much build up, not enough, not enough like actual to back it up. Yeah, sort of, like action. Not, not. It. I'm not saying that it. Maybe if I hadn't have seen the second one, I would be looking at this differently and thinking, yeah, like there was plenty. But the second one, I think it's got that much more in it. But then the second one, I think the first one is maybe the build up to the second one. Do you think you'd have enjoyed the second one more if you'd have watched the first one probably, first? I'd have probably appreciated it more. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not because. The first it's one's bad. It's because yeah, I think it's because the second one just does the first one, but better. Maybe not in terms of storyline, but definitely in terms of scares and the eerie feel while you while you while you're in the asylum. Yeah, and it, and as I say, it's something that we've all. I'm. I guarantee, at one point, majority of people who've listened to this podcast have seen an episode of Most Haunted yeah. or Ghost Adventures or Paranormal Lockdown or whatever it is. And so it is sort of that guilty pleasure sort of thing. Because that's what it is. I don't watch the episodes of Ghost Adventures to be scared. Yeah. I watch it because I quite enjoy it. And I find it hilarious that the ham stuff up. Mm. And so this was sort of the niche that w- they were going for. But what I love here, what I love on this next bit is everybody just seems to turn against Houston, which makes me piss. Mm. Because Lance catches up to P- uh, TCU, the door's slammed in front of him. And Lance has a look at the camera and is he sees what he sees and they're trying to get the spirit to do it again and then you've just got Houston and I had to write the line down because I was just pissing myself where he's like spirit I invoke you to make an appearance <laughs> let's just go shut up Houston <laughs> and I think that's all anybody says yeah, to him throughout the it, film is it because it. like I think Lance sees him as trying to take the spotlight away from him some of the time yeah and he's like no I'm t- I'm talking it's yeah, my this, bit this that's, you, you get that impression definitely yeah and it is it is really funny because it, as I say it plays up to the ghost adventures theme it's like <laughs> I know I'm getting off subject but we, I was watching one on the Goatman Bridge the other week and so there's Zach Aaron and Jay and Zach is the main guy the Lance Preston and Aaron is sort of his helper but I like Aaron the most and Aaron ended up getting really effective on the Goatman's Bridge the one that uh, Shane and Ryan have been to yeah, yeah Shane and Ryan have been to as well and he ended up being pushed out pushed in like heavy dramatic clauses there but he ended up being pushed and so when Aaron was laid out on the floor and everybody's like oh my god Aaron are you okay Zach just started choking himself and going 
gun, choking, choking. Are, and they, so he was, are they mocking themselves? Like, are they, are no, they, genuinely they are trying deadly to convince serious. People that this is happening? But he was genuinely like choking himself, and you could see him choking himself. And he was like, I just, because he does like an over the top commentary, and he's like, I just couldn't stop it. It was like somebody had my hands over my throat. And the thing is, like, everybody then went from Aaron to Zach, and Zach was loving his, like, living his best, and Aaron just sort of like sat up and was like, Hang on a minute. So it was like that taking attention yeah. bit. It's fucking hilarious. But it did. It reminded me of Lance and Houston. They, uh, the gurney wheel is spinning repetitively. There's footsteps up from above. And they think it's Matt who is yeah. upstairs, don't they? They're asking Is this about... when they start taking pictures and you can see? Yeah, I fucking that was love good. that bit. When you, they start taking photos, don't they? And you can see the, like, it's almost like a white silhouette of... Yeah. Of the spirits and that, like stuff like that, that sort of thing. Did, fucking hell, that's scary. Did you scary. see the um, the one at the window? I'd never seen that one before. What, when he's crawling, like it looked like this handprint. Yeah, I've not yeah. seen that before, not, and I so I was like, it. "Oh shit, I like that." So, she, and she uses a voice recorder. It's not even a spirit box. Charlotte, calm down. She uses a voice recorder. Doesn't leave enough time for it to answer the questions anyway. She's like, "Who are you? Why are you here?" And you know, it's yeah. little things where I'm like. Mm. You're not quite doing that right, but okay. And then it brushes through her hair, it pulls her hair, yeah, and she gets Sasha, I believe her name is, and she gets proper freaked out. Yeah. But as you would, yeah. I would get freaked out. And they out. get it on film as well. Yeah. And they, I put here, oh yeah, this was my other question. So you've got the light. So in terms of like people who do this for real, like the Ghost Adventures team, do you think it creates bad juju? Like, I know, you, I know I th- you're a skeptic, but just on the off chance that there is something on the other side do you think by faking it and doing stuff like that it creates some sort of i think in hollywood yes i think in if there was real i don't really think it would matter too much so if you but sit and I, ad- I actually think that the way people the way people portray spirits is quite patronizing in the yeah. sense of like make a sound like please show it and it's like it's you like can imagine the, the spirit like the, standing there. Like. Yeah, like, <laughs> th- yeah, exactly that. Like, who do you think like speaking slow as if they, they really can't understand you? Mm. Uh, I'd say if spirits were real, I'd, if anything, I think it, they'd just be like fucking morons and just like leave it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because if it does take so Cretins. much energy, but it, it's things like so maybe not so much as calling out a spirit, but I don't know if you took part in a Ouija board. And you faked it, and you were knowingly moving the glass. Do you think it like there's some like bad elements that can come from that because you're faking it? Do you think? No, I don't, I don't think so. Do you know? What? I have a feeling it would. I feel like Zach Vegas is. But you live, have a in, shit you live time in a skeptic. You live in a you live in a believed world, like you're because you believe. It's quite, it's hard to answer that as a skeptic, especially. And it's easy to say put yourself in the mind of a skeptic. Well, then yeah, I'd believe it would have a bad omen. But no, I, I, I don't think faking it necessarily gives you a bad open I don't I don't I, I wouldn't imagine spirits care that much mm. this is what makes me this is what makes me skeptic is the fact that if I died and I I was a spirit and I could still walk around I'd make it my absolute best efforts to make people know I'd be like fucking hell it's, it's true like, you're a spirit <laughs> yeah but we talked about this in Beetlejuice like the concept that if there's like an unwritten rule book of the dead and there's certain things you can't do. Yeah, but I'd imagine that doesn't exist because what's the punishment? You're already dead. Fair play. Fair point. Fair <laughs> point well made. Yeah, all right. I could do that. So Lance is provoking the spirits here. He calls them cowards. He, ugh, 
rookie error. Rookie error provoking. But it gets the desired effect, as we learn later on, because shit definitely kicks off. My question is, it's an abandoned institute. So we're, I'm going back to what we were talking about earlier, about, you know, why them? Why yes. was it them? Why was it them? I bet ghost hunters have been there before. You think, like, the likes of Newsham Hospital, where you went in Liverpool, they do ghost tours there every week. And, you know, people video and stuff. So why? Why them? What do you mean, why them? As in, why did it pick I bet, them? I bet there's like they're not the only ones who've been in there with a video camera. They've got, it's a public image, isn't it? If they want to finish the film and get the film out there. And that's maybe why Lance was chosen as a survivor, because he's probably the biggest personality out of the whole cast. He's, so they'll they let him survive. And in the second one, does it? Does he? It's, is Lance being interviewed about it and spoken about it? I know the guy who goes, who wants to make a documentary in the second one gets interviewed at the end and is with the director or yeah. the producer. But does Lance have any appearance in the second one? Lance is the crazy guy who bites into the rat. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not sure then. I'm not sure why they let him survive. I thought it was like a PR move, basically, like, or, or an advertisement thing. Because if, say if you was going to put the cast of Scream, in your case, in a haunted house, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have... Drew Barrymore is the survivor. You'd want the one with the biggest name, the biggest public awareness. Like people, if Lance is the host of the show, then that would be him. But if he's still trapped in there in the second one, yeah, he, he gets pulled through the vortex at the end. Doesn't yeah, he? I remember there was a guy there, but I couldn't. I, yeah, obviously, I didn't know that was Lance. Obviously, yeah, cool, isn't it? Yeah. So they lose the way. The walkie-talkies aren't working, but Lance and Houston manage to get to nerve center because Matt has already taken. Sasha downstairs so yeah. they're all together and they're all packing to leave up and Matt says he'll be right back and I was sitting I there like that. You can't say that. even in a paranormal film you still don't say it, it's still a horror and <laughs> I put on my notes I was like they clearly haven't watched screen they don't know what they're talking about so he goes off to collect up the cameras I presume they're quite expensive pieces of machinery to be fair because uh, there there's multiple ones of them, and as yeah. I say, they can, they can run quite expensive. So I understand why they went back to go and get them. Why he didn't take somebody with him? Yeah, I'm not quite I've, sure. I've got this written down. It, it's it's a cheap way to get them to split up because they're all genuinely shit scared at this point mm. to think something's up. So you wouldn't split back up. And was was they already having hassle finding the way downstairs at this yeah, point? Yeah, well, one, but... Matt didn't, but Lance and Houston. So maybe it did. makes sense why Matt went by himself. But I think even then. You'd be like, I'll come with you because you know your way back and then you're yeah. not on your own. And the thing is, don't they do the exact same thing in the second one? Like, they don't learn from those mistakes because that's when the guy gets pushed out the window because he's grabbing the cameras, isn't he? Yeah, but they don't they don't believe it's real, do they? They think it's it's all fake. Yeah, it's only the guy who leads the documentary that thinks it's real, Yeah, they? Yeah. So, Matt sees the window open and then closes it and... Then we get a cut back to the nerve centre and time passes and Matt hasn't returned. I wonder, right, if that was... This is just come to the top of my head and it's probably bullshit, but I wonder if that was like symbolism for... The, 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 the spirits open the door to say, now is your last chance to get out of this. You can either leave or you can stay. And by, by shutting the window, they, he chose his fate. Oliver, that. Chose to stay. That, the Prob- English teacher within you is thriving. Probably looking too deep into no, it. No, I like that. That's yeah. really good. They're, that's their like, fair offering, their one last chance saying you can go. And he, by him cho- closing and, and shutting the window, that's him signing. Sealed them in. Yeah. That's really clever. Maybe, anyway. Maybe I'm thinking about this. No, I like that. That's, that's very good. So time passes and Matt still hasn't returned and they go looking for him. 
and they find all the cameras on the floor but there's no map to be seen and then they split up yeah again they, again. again I put my notes why is Lance so because it's Lance who recommends it yeah he's like but mate to be fair I said why is Lance so keen on splitting up but maybe he's just well he he's only bothered about footage at this point he's still not scared so maybe he thinks the more cameras in different areas of buildings the more chance we've got of catching something yeah because TC says to him doesn't it why are we taking the cameras and he's like well if we're going to find him we might as well film it while we go yeah it makes me wonder just how heavily the uh, institute played an influence on Lance right from the beginning yeah he seems to be orchestrating the whole even though he's just as scared and things like that it's every move he makes has the consequences that come from it yeah yeah that's right hmm Anyway, so we see from TC's perspective here, he goes upstairs and then gets pushed down them. And they still can't find Matt. The caretaker hasn't arrived and it's time for them to go. And so they're trying to use a gurney to try and break open the door. Because Lance wants to... Oh my God, that's it. Lance tries to warn him and he's like, you know, you're paying for that if it breaks. It's sort of like discouraging him from doing it. He's like, well, I don't care. So they open the front door eventually to find another set of doors that says death awaits and that that was on the front of the front door yeah so it's sort of like them there's definitely something wrong with the asylum at this point yeah we we know it now but essentially i, I don't want to say shapeshifts like labyrinth or harry potter like the stairs but i think is it a hallucination is it a hallucination I don't think so. Is it mind tricks or are the, is a building genuinely shifting round i think the building genuinely shifts round I, Purely because of the second one. I, th- I think it'd be more hallucinate. Like, uh, either way, it's the same outcome, but I don't know if it'd be more... I think it's a lot more realistic that the demons can control uh, what you see and what you hear as opposed to being able to physically move shapes like buildings about. Well, my only thing with this is when TC says, right, let's go to the roof and then sees the roof sign, it's a wall that's blocked off and they're physically banging on this wall. Yeah. And if it was a hallucination a nation then it wouldn't it like yeah i get what you're saying i think and especially because i've seen the second well we've both seen the second one and when they're in the elevator and it turns back into the hotel but then it could that could also just be a because a joint ha- hallucination because though? how are they how are they control so you're so so you're saying that the building is actually the thing that's haunted like, like yeah that. i think it's the building i but don't then, think it's but then the fact that they get physically get to the hotel they can't control what happens outside of that building. There must just be a hallucination. Does Brought that, on that... by the building, though. Yeah, but it's still a hallucination. Like, yeah. That elevator isn't in that building. It's yeah, a but I do think that they've, they've got a map. They've got they've In the first one, they've got a physical map of the place, and yeah. it doesn't make sense to where they are. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, but I'd just say it's a hallucination more than the building actually shape-shifting. Oh, no, That'd I be think my interpretation it's full-on it. shape-shifting. Anyway, the caretaker hasn't arrived. They try and break open the door... Death awaits is at the entrance. They see an exit and they get momentarily excited. Fire exit, sorry. Yeah, yeah, but it just leads towards another hall. And then Houston's like, I think I know what happened. There's a magnetic field of energy that could have tripped this. And he literally says, Houston, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, all the way through it. And then Houston's like, I've got an audition tomorrow. And he, like at this point, he still doesn't seem to recognise the fact they are fucked. Yeah. At what point in the film do you look at it and think, we are fucked? I'd I'd say by this point I'd have thought that as but, soon as I couldn't find Matt and the, the walkies weren't working. Yeah, the the walkers you could put down to anything though. But when when you start that 
the lobby, it's I think that is a turning point in the film where you either if you don't accept that you're fucked or recognise that you're fucked, then you're deluded because maybe in a massive asylum that you've never been in before and you're running like up on four or five floors, maybe you would just lose track and you might think you know where you are, but it's different. It, there's endless mm. halls, endless endless rooms. But where, where the lobby is, where they was locked in, that that's the safe haven, that, that's where all the lights yeah. were, like these big halogen lights. Definitely. That's where all the computer equipment was set up. So there's no way, like, from being in that room to five foot away from you being the outside, there's just a door in between. There's no way you can get confused with that. That is physically... That is where We it know is. for a fact that we came through that door and the outside is there. So when they opened that door and realised the building is still there... That's when I'd have been like, right, well, this this is genuinely now crazy shit. Like, this ain't just us being confused. We are lost. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, the time of day's all fucked up and they're all getting desperate. Now, it's important to mention at this point that on the bottom left-hand side, there's a time... There's time frames when they're looking through the cameras. Yeah. And you can see the time is passing. Yeah, and, and they look on the mobile phones and you can see that time's, time's still passing. But it's just the fact that it's still night. Then... The caretaker's not arrived to get Which them. makes me think it's a hallucination because he can't, the demons don't control the sun. They don't control whether the sun's up or not. And you can see through the building that it's all dark. I don't know. I think I get, something about the ground. I get. I get. I think it's scarier if it's a building. But then from a sceptic, I'd look at it as more as a hallucination. I see, I see the Institute as sort of very Shining-esque. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So it's like the Overlook Hotel. Yeah. I, I feel like it's sort of like that. It could be a mixture of both. It could yeah. be hallucinatory and like genuine fucking with the heads. Yeah. It could be anything really. So the um they all go to sleep but a light ends up crashing down, it tips and you can see it through the camera. And the they also go and get sandwiches and there's all mould and stuff in them. Yeah. Now that's odd. That at first, I thought that's that's to suggest how much time has passed, but it isn't because not ta- not that much time has passed to the point where the food will rot that badly because there's there's maggots coming out of it and everything. I think, I, I, from my take of it, that's the um, that's the film's take on when an evil demon is nearby. Like it's just rotting stuff. Like yeah. the evil is just everywhere. Do you know? What, do you know what I'm saying? Rather than time, because by this point, there's only they've only been in there. 12 hours 12 yeah. to 14 hours so the food couldn't have got in that bad condition during that time no there's maggots in there and everything that's How what I mean that, 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 that what's, that's what's making me think it's like a sp- like an evil presence as opposed to time got something for whether it's a hallucination or not I've just thought about it what surely if it was a hallucination we wouldn't see it through the camera wouldn't see what so when TC and people like and that are holding up cameras. Yeah, I suppose. TC would see it, but we wouldn't see it through the camera. The camera would clearly show yeah, I the suppose. truth. Surely? I'm, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but it's entertainment value, isn't it? If, oh, yeah. If we just saw the outside, then we'd be like, oh, why are you off outside? Yeah. But that, that, <laughs> that's my uh, that's my backup there. That's my evidence. So it goes on then to the aiming for the roof but the roof's just a wall and so they can't get through it they're looking at a map and it just makes no sense the uh, sasha's got a compass and that's swerving yeah and so they they have no idea where north is they hear screaming and go to a room and lance is sort of placed just in front of a bed frame then the bed frame starts shifting and it gets flinged towards him yeah. now at that point i'm out that that's i think that's the point in the film where all of them now fully accept what's happening because by this point it's only been a hair pull 
and it's only been getting confused in a building. There's no, they've not actually seen all of them in the same time, like somewhat physically. Yeah. Like even the hair, it was just a glance, like the camera gets it, but I'd imagine not everyone saw it. And the door slamming again could be explained through wind, but this is like, no, the spirits exist. Yeah. You see in this bed frame jerk up and down and shift towards you, you're out. Yeah. But they can't get out. And so they haven't got really. They haven't got much choice it, but to sleep. I think that's the, the thing I love about love about this film is the concept of it. The fact that they're just the trapped, which is one of the worst your worst fears. Like the amount of times you get your hopes up, thinking you've found a way out or something, and then it's just not there. When you get when you get to the point as the viewer in the film where it's like, I know I'm trapped and I know there's no way out. That's when like you're most vulnerable to be scared. That's what yeah. I think the film does well. And I like the fact it, it's very real, even though it's a ghost and paranormal film. It's very real in terms of yeah, they're not going to be up all the time because they're exhausted. Yeah. So it does show them napping because yeah. they haven't got a choice. And so you know they are struggling at this point. As they, uh, as they would be. Then, we wake up and we cut to another scene, and it's Sasha who's crying in a corner, and she's just they've all woken yeah. up. And hello, eerie as fuck. Is that, that is good. To her back, like that is terrifying. Now she gets sick towards the end of the film. Do, you, do we blood. think that 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 was the? Uh, turning point when it was scratched into her what of her being possessed it's weird though because she doesn't survive does she she just disappears into smoke so from what we know of possessions they like to like to possess a human body because they can cause havoc in the human world whereas in this one it's like the possessor to take her away like she's gone yeah it'd be and it's interesting to see matt matt dies we see matt die we see TC die sort of yeah kind of sort of so what happened to Sasha I'm not sure I'm surprised I didn't delve into it in the second one yeah like because she just she's sick we can see she's sick she spews up blood but why and I'm not sure mate because do we actually see anyone in this film die what happens to Matty falls down the elevator yeah that's gross that scared me that my my interpretation of it we see Houston die. Is, do we? Yeah, he gets that. Does like that massive jolt. Yeah, but and he gets thrown forward. After again, that's not like a clear and obvious death, is it? Mm. So is I, I maybe they're claimed as opposed to killed? Like the, the whole asi- the whole asylum wants to claim them. It's not about killing them. It's about claiming them because Sasha just disappears in the smoke. Mm-hmm. You never see TC like actually die. You just see him get taken into the tub and then it, the within tub, a second yeah. is gone. So is it about claiming people as opposed to Right, I'll I'll go I'll get into it now. Basically, I think my my theory in this is it's a doctor who's uh, the demon. Right. And he wants more patients. Mm-hmm. By them waking up and having straps on, like hospital straps with the name and stuff on. Yeah, like the tags are on. And turn, to, because he only he liked to operate on insane um in, insane patients that's what his field was yeah. in so he he t- brings people in there turns them insane by not letting them leave making them think there's a way out but it's just an endless hallway and then once they're insane he's like right now I'm going to claim you and he, that's when he's like I want you now that's what my interpretation of it was well see I like the I like the idea but then my my thought is also there's five of them so you've got what you've got Lance Houston TC Matt and Sasha. So there's five of them all together. There were six patients that stabbed 
the Doctor, there's such a heavy emphasis on six. I just wish there'd been there'd been a sixth member of the crew because that would have made some yeah. sense. Like six patients stabbed him. He wants to claim six souls back for what for his being taken, sort of thing. That would have been quite cool. And also the the maybe Matt died because when we when we next see no. This just helps the theory even more. Matt is found in a gown and stuff. It's like he's physically yeah. getting ready to go into theatre. And maybe the fact that... Well, the, that's what insane patients used to wear. Yeah, but like the... And, and I think that he was killed off because because he gets pushed down on you by a demon. Does he jump? He might he jumps, he jumps. Well, he falls. He just sort of like tips forward. Manipulated, I think. He's gone insane. Yeah, but I think maybe was he symbolised as a patient who's gone who's misbehaving because he's, he's joined back with a group and he's travelling around with a group and there's doctors in that and thought, like, you fucking stay in your room and then just killed him. Well, then, well, they all, they all laughed. It, like, whenever, whenever something bad was happening, when he turned insane and he was found, he was, they laughed. Like, yeah. he'd giggle. He thought it was quite funny. But yeah, that's, that's my theory on it, that it, it's a doctor who's basically possessed this, well. Yeah. It is, he is a owner of that asylum. And he's brought people in to make him insane and then claims them as his own. Well, yeah, and, you know, all the... Pa- I think the pa- the spirits of the patients are still there because, obviously, that's what you see, the ones with the weird faces, warped faces. Yeah, but demons can shapeshift, can't they? Yeah, but I think that they are all trapped spirits still that I, I are left in I torment. Think, I think it's... I think it's, <coughs> I think it's purely the Doctor who's doing all the paranormal stuff. I, I don't deny that there would... Well, I don't doubt that there would be spirits there... I don't think they're the ones doing the, the haunting. I'd say it's all down to the doctor. I see. I think they are. I think they're left in torment. I think. I. I think that they are part of it. But the doctor is the one pulling the strings. Like, yeah. I do agree that the doctor is ahead of it. They all end up running again, and they see a girl in the corner, and it's the, that fucking face. But before every that, time. she runs in the background, and you know I love shit like that. She runs from a door to a door. As if I didn't see that. Did you not see it? No. She runs across from one door to the other. That's, and then I think they see it on the camera, and then go into that room, and she stood there. Oh shit, I missed that. And that's the type of shit I love when it's in the background and you can see something. Oh, I missed that. That makes it even scarier. So she's in the corner of the room and Lance is like, hello, are you okay? Sort of thing, trying to comfort her. She turns around and for a minute her face is normal. Yeah. And then it just warps into this demonic face. It's kind of that like 2004, 2006 YouTube, like when you put a ghost sighting. Scariest ghost video. Yeah, and it was, it was that type of stuff, the effect where you just black out the eyes and it's, it's a gouged open mouth. But it was effective. It worked, but it works, yeah, it looks good. Yeah. It was scary. It, it freaks me out. I've seen it. I must have seen this film about eight or nine times now. Also, first time I watched it was with Dad. Yeah, I was away in Brazil, I think, and we watched it, and at the start, me and Dad sort of looked at each other like, what the fuck have we put on? Yeah. But then as it got into it, it was it was shit scary. It scared us both. But yeah, it, it I've seen it eight or nine times now, and it still freaks me out. Like, I still, I'm still unnerved by it. But then Houston ends up on his own in the hallway. There's a door that opens. Now, we've got to remember, although we can see everything clearly, it is pitch black for him because yeah. it's night vision. So he's falling over stuff he can't see and then the door creaks open slightly. Houston gets close to the door, then it closes. And I, I love the fact that uh, he, he shifts his bag off his shoulders. Like, he's like it as protection, yeah. Yeah, to try and use it as protection. But then he gets choked in midair and it was like this huge blast of energy. 
sort of like throws Which in Which I didn't like. I, I, didn't I thought like it was going to get hung in midair and I thought that that would be good. Like, obviously not good, but that would... It would have been a good death. Yeah, but he, done, he just gets like blasted forward and that's where he's left. He, you don't see him dead. No, unless that is him dead, but we can't. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, we can't prove it. So then they all end up with hospital wristbands on next time they fall asleep and wake up. That was clever. Yeah. I liked that. And they go searching. All the hospital doors are open at this point. You can hear manacle laughter in the background, which I hadn't heard before. No. That creeped me out. I just love how, I think it's Lance tries to scold the spirits. He, he literally says, okay, enough's enough. Yeah. And it's like, yep. Yep, you've done well there. That's that's really going to tell them. Sasha, at this point, she's getting more tired. She's she's worn down. She's scared. And then the arm comes flying through yeah, the... Yeah, grabs her. That glass. was scary. That reminded me of A Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah, where which, he grabs Madge at the end. Madge? Madge? One of the two. And uh, they all end up running again. She, she f- stops to the... F- oh, this bit wound me up a bit. She just drops to the floor. Mm. And she's like, I can't can't run anymore yes you fucking can you've got some demon chasing you you'll run as long as you need to but you see how affected her body's getting like she starts spewing up blood later maybe she's just genuinely in that much discomfort oh i know but it was a fucking stupid move um tc finds matt in a hospital gown tc knows what he's doing as i say tc is my favorite character apart from houston who does make me laugh the next thing we see are hands coming through the ceiling yeah I like that as well. Did you? I didn't like it. I liked it. Why did you like it? I think maybe it was done a bit too early in the film because at this point we hadn't even seen... Well, we saw the girl. But I think that should have been like a, an end game thing, like towards the end. Yeah. It was. It got a bit insidious for me. Yeah, Do you know where... You well, it's conjuring, isn't it? Is it not conjuring too where there's loads of hands coming out the wall? In the house in yes. the UK, yeah. Yes, I believe so. I, I wonder which one came... This one came first, so Condra might have done a little bit of steely-steely from that. Mm. The, they end up in the bathroom. There's blood in the bathtub. Matt is standing near the tub, and TC tries to get him back, but then ends up getting pulled into the tub. They empty the blood out of the tub, and he's nowhere to yeah. be found. So once again, he's not dead. He's just disappeared. I mean, I think he's been claimed. Yeah. As opposed, to, as opposed to being killed, he's just been claimed. Yeah, that makes sense. And then... <laughs> this bit makes me laugh. So they get to the elevator and they're like, oh yeah, open it, push it. There's no electricity in the building. Yeah. Like, why is the, why do they remotely think that the elevator's going to work? Yeah. But Lance ends up trying to, he, he grabs like a bit of a stick from the gurney, a metal stick, because I'm presuming they're going to try prize open the yeah. elevator. And as he's going, this was good. This was really good. So as he's getting the stick, he sees something on the floor and it's like covered oh, up, and he's like, "Is yeah. that a tongue?" And he looks up, and there's the demon. Yeah, there's a demon like in the corner of the wall. It just looks so creepy. Yeah, it was very well done. So he ends up running back, and this thing's chasing him. While Sasha and uh, what it's called, Zach. Then while Sasha and Zach, I've just you said did it. Call him Zach. While Sasha and Lance are fighting off this demon at the back Matt is uh, sort of standing there with the camera and then you get like a face perspective and the elevator doors open yeah and he sort of like looks down and then just he just drops and he does and I thought that was that was possibly one of the scariest moments in the film for me and it's not so much that it was scary as in jump scare but it did it really unsettled me no I thought it was alright did you yeah did you not were you not scared no Matt Matt Matt's character when he got uh, 
possessed. I was I was happy for him to go. Were you? Well, not possessed, but it was deemed insane. Yeah, I think he was past the point of no return. So at, at that point, all you're doing is slowing people down. Yeah. I think I think if someone say if it was in that situation that genuinely happened, I I think even if we got out of this place, they're never ever going to unsee whatever they've seen, and they're just going to be in a in a mental asylum for the rest of their life anyway. Yeah, that's a fair point. So we'll see that Sasha is ill. She's throwing up blood. Eye makeup still intact though, may I add. Like, flawless. She's living her best. And they end up in the pipes. Is it the pipes? It's, under the, it, it's the tunnels that connect yeah, the all tunnels the buildings under together. The bottom. And they're laid there and the camera picks up this white smog. And to be fair, before, before the smog actually happens, Lance says she's not going to make it. Yeah. And... This smog sort of like overtakes them and covers the camera, and then when it clears, she's gone. Yeah. So Lance is chilling. Lance is like, ah, shitters. He's he's in a lot of trouble, and oh, he kills that rat. And yeah, he eats, he eats it. it. Yeah, <laughs> disgusting. And he did that in the second one as well. But who knows how long he's actually been there at this point? Because the timestamps in the video recordings are just going all over the shop. There's not like a a time where it's like fifty nine minutes, like. One second, two yeah. second, three. It's just the numbers are just constantly changing. So yeah. he, for all, even the audience don't know how long he's been down there at this point. So he's and he's still just sitting there, like he's in these tunnels all the time. Which I think I would also do. Like, what what are your other options? True. He said he'd been walking for days, didn't he, down that tunnel, him and Sasha, or at least hours. But I think he said days. Yeah, he said he'd be walking. He said he'd been walking all day, and that his feet really hurt. Yeah, that was it. So all day, let's assume. 20, 16 hours of continuous walking in a straight line, I'd just probably sit down and be like, I'm not getting out of here. It's done. And just wait and see what happens. Yeah. Start killing a rat. Yeah. Well, he's surviving, isn't he? He's doing what he can to survive. <laughs> he's doing he's, well. He needs to eat. He, find, he ends up finding a lab as he's been sit, sat there for ages. Like, this door appears. And he walks in and the doctor's doing some sort of shitty surgery on these people we work out it's not just brain surgery like the caretaker said like this guy was taking chunks out of people yeah. like unnecessary chunks and sort of Lance is looking through all these books and then there's a satanic ritual sort of like scene in yeah, place that, as well and that's the first time like satanic rituals kind of even it's mentioned been placed. It? Yeah. yeah it was it was a bit of a random throw in but a throw in nonetheless yeah. the doctor and nurses appear and the final jump scare is at the surgery, and then you get post-surgery Lance Preston. He seems to have been lobotomised. His eyes are sort of like bug-eyed. It's clear the doctor's got onto him, yeah. and he's been admitted to the hospital. But he says he can go home. He's yeah, better he says now. he can go home, but maybe... Maybe he is home. Maybe the doctor's made him feel like this is home, but to be, you've got to be insane. Yeah, any of the, any of the following would work. And then that's the end of the movie. Good. It was a good film. It was I, a good I film. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, it's made me want to watch the second one again. Has it? Yeah. See, I don't want to watch the second one again now. For a, for a while. Why? I don't know. I just... I really hate the lead guy I've, in it. I've changed what I'm going to watch, by the way. I'm going to watch for next week. Ooh, this is a new thing. But I, haven't de- I haven't decided, but I feel like... I feel like Grave Encounters and As Above So Low are two quite similar films in the yeah, sense Yeah, they're both quite paranormal. Very different, but very trapped inside narrow spaces and you being... Yeah, we were going to do As Above So Below. But I'll, I'll save that for my next one. I think I might go for a slasher. Okay. So... Behind the scenes, so you don't know what film we're doing yet? No. So you're going to have to think about I'll it pretty think about quickly. It. So the budget for this film was? 
Right, so it's found footage, so it's cheap. They already was filming in an asylum, and I'm guessing it was already abandoned. They just needed permission from someone, so I'm guessing that didn't cost it's too much still money. Own, it's still owned, though. Right, but even so, I don't think it would have cost too much money. Cast members relatively unknown. It, yeah, there's not many famous... Well, I don't recognise any of the faces. It's all found footage. I want to say that it's under a million. I'm going to go with 780,000. Less than that, 120,000. Fucking hell. It was a cheap film to make. And what box office did it bring in? 30, mm, six and a half million. Nearly 5.4 million. Oh, fuck. You were a million off. Near enough. (laughs) That makes it sound a lot further away than what You were a million off. So here are my fun facts. A lot of them we went through as we went through the scenes, so I'll just read them through again. So it was filmed over two days and ten nights. That was it. That's impressive. That is impressive. But as I say, when you've got a small budget, you've got to work quickly, I suppose. Yeah. The movie was heavily influenced by Ghost Adventures and Zach Bagans. We've talked about that. The setting of the film... I'm going to show you a picture of Zach Bagans afterwards as well. You'll be able to see what I mean. The setting of the film, which was called Collinswood Mental Institute, is actually an abandoned mental institute in British Columbia, and it's called Riverview hospital also abandoned abandoned and also a mental institute the look uh, sorry the book on the table at the end is one page of runes that have been repeated and it's what vikings and norse used to read and all it says is i've learned oh that's cool which i thought was quite cool yeah and the doctor in the film arthur freakin shares his name with the exorcist director william freakin mm. and those are my behind the scenes facts so my would you rather it's not a would you rather shock. I know you seem to think of yourself as someone who's quite. I can handle that. Like, no, I'm a coward. I, I, I search for the ghosts, but how much? How much would it cost you to spend the night alone in that asylum? And you can't. Oh, you, you've got a phone torch, and I, no. I'm right. I'm going to stick to the task. Right, five hundred thousand, right. and I'd go higher. But as far as we know, ghosts aren't real. Okay. So five hundred thousand. You've got to visit at least every single, um, I'm not going to say room, but I'm going to say department. So I'd imagine they'd have had theatre. Like floor. Yeah, sort of like, thing. so not going to every single room in the children's ward, but visit the children's ward and visit the elderly ward or whatever. 500,000 and you've got to stay in there for eight hours from midnight till, uh, no, from 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. But you have to be active. You have to walk around. And just don't think about, yeah, 500 grand, then I've done a what that before. Think about what you already know about that building and what you've seen. I don't think I could. I think I'd be too scared. I'd be absolutely terrified, even as a sceptic. I don't, I don't know if I could do it by myself. I think if I had you or I had another person, just one, I think I could do yourself. it, but I don't think I, I could do I it I don't think myself. I could do it, genuinely. It'd terrify me to death. I'd have a go. I think I'd, I think I'd attempt it, but... I doubt I'd be able to do it. No. Like, I think I'd be out... I think... It depends. If it was in the summer, so it, like, got dark at 10pm or whatever, then I think I'd play Billy Big Bollocks until the sun started going down. Yeah. And then I'd be like, mm, I don't like it in here. I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd have a go, but I don't know if I could do it the full way through. Yeah, same here. I'd imagine it only the first two, three hours you get past. And if you get past that, it's still going to be scary, but the initial rush of something's going to happen, something's going to happen, maybe after two or three hours. But then again, you're always changing scenery, so you wouldn't mm. you wouldn't ever settle down. It's different if you sat in a room for the whole time. But if you have to go from place to place, you've always got your torch looking. And you're by yourself 
and I'm not being how would you get up any of those stairs because you'll be shitting yourself yeah it'd be horrible not as being... soon as you were in the pitch black and you walked up the stairs imagine if like a rat scurried across it and yeah, you heard I, it I suppose having one person as well would help because if like if I only have a torch on me I need the torch in front to see what I'm doing but I'm not, I want to know there's nothing behind me so I want to keep flicking between the two yeah but I've, I'm just thinking about it now and I'm thinking yeah I said like somebody like you I think would be terrible for each other on doing something like that because we play each other off I don't know but I try and crack little jokes like in, in situations that you shouldn't shouldn't make jokes and I try and crack little jokes so to try and ease things up so I think I'd, I'd actually be quite useful to be you there. would be but at the same time because I'm so I like I'll say oh my god did you hear that and then I'll start elaborating on it being like oh my god I'm not being funny Oliver but we shat ourselves on the way to Sleaford because we yeah. thought Jeepers Creepers was following us I, don't know, I, think, I think maybe creature. in that situation we'd probably be a bit more serious or we'd be, I'd be terrified I reckon we'd last longer together. Could we might could, do it. To, we might. We might get through it if we, we were together. We could try and make light of it. Yeah, if we were together. So, yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I don't, We'd I, have to set up some sort of like plea bargain though mm. that we couldn't scare each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what me and Shard did when we went to that asylum in Liverpool. I would honestly, even, even for, I don't know, a hundred grand. That house that I went, to, the house. Bear in mind, not even an asylum. The house I stayed in when we went to 30 East Drive, I, I don't think I could do that overnight by myself. Fair enough. I don't think I could cope with it. It's more the power of suggestion and what you think could happen. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But yeah. So, what film? I'm trying to think of a good flasher. Flasher? <laughs> flasher. Do you know why I was thinking that? Because I was thinking of Friday the 13th, the remake. Like, do we have to watch the films in order? We don't, but I, I feel like we watched Friday I'm not, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying Friday the 13th, but I was just... Like, because I, I, I like the remake. Um, no, we'd have to watch films in order. I'll tell you what, we're not, I'm not going to tell them. I'm going to think about it and it's going to be a surprise. Yeah, but they've got to watch the film beforehand. Do you think anyone genuinely does that? Yeah, I watch, I do it when I listen to the horror virgin. Should we go scary movie? Oh, I watched it last week, so yeah, we can do that. Right, we'll do scary movie then. Scary movie. Oh, yes, I was so thrilled. Yeah, because we, we haven't done like a parody one no, yet. No, we haven't. Let's do, let's do scary movie. Right, we'll do scary movie then. Right, okay, well, well we'll see you next week. Bye.